stir you up with new wings, says Lord. New wings to fly, and a new voice in your soul. Those of you that have been afraid to set your boundaries and to speak, you will speak in boldness like a lion. The Lord is giving you a new voice box today. Go on the old ways. When you have repented, you have allowed me to touch your hearts. And now you will see the work of the Lord. You will see my hand. And all the things that I have spoken to you, says the Lord, I will bring them to pass. And one requirement is that you seek me every day like this. I need you, says Jesus. I need you to seek me like this every day. Only then and then can we bring revival to this world, to this nation. If my people, if my people will come like this and humble themselves and turn from your ways. Then I will hear from heaven and then I will heal the land.
going to share a short word. And it comes out of 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. How's everybody feeling? Really good. Really good. There's no high like the most high. First Kings chapter 18 verse 21 the title of the message is how long how long will you waver between two opinions how long will you waver between two opinions this is first Kings chapter 18 verse 21 New King James Version and Elijah came to the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, then follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people remained silent. And they answered him not a word. Joshua 24. Fourteen. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away therefore the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the false gods of your forefathers that they served in the region beyond the river in Egypt or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua said, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to create a demarcation line in the sand and say no more. Because silence is agreement with those who are speaking when they're proclaiming what they're proclaiming. If we don't take a stand against it, it will prevail. We are in the year of the open mouth, Hebraically. And during the year of the open mouth, the enemies try to make the believer silent when God wants us to proclaim a thing that it might be established. So it shall be that God will confirm the words that come forth from your mouth with signs or wonders following. If we remain silent, there's nothing to confirm but our silence. 
it's time to speak up and declare a thing. If we'll declare it, God will establish it. If we remain silent, nothing will be established because we spoke nothing. A hundredfold harvest on a zero seed sown is a hundred times nothing. We hear that in the church as it relates to finances. I'm not talking about that at this time. I'm talking about the seeds that you sow of your words to declare them. And God will bring it to pass. What have you been declaring? Have you been repeating what others have said that are contrary to your inheritance? Or are you declaring that which God said is your inheritance? Recently, I've been involved in a marketplace deal of avoided details. And it looks like we're on the one yard line after traveling 99 yards on the transaction. And as we get close to the finality and breaking up the reward, for that hard work, people's personalities are changing. It's like fish in the water when you throw food and they start to team and go crazy over the bounty that's there. And the Lord told me, I want you to ask me and believe me to give you exceedingly abundantly above that which you can think or ask according to my power that works within you. I had to repent for a mindset that was less than what God saw me as. Today, could I suggest that maybe we all need to repent, meaning come out of agreement with a certain perspective which is to turn from, to repent, to return to the highest place with God, the penthouse, from his perspective, where he sees you perfect in him. He sees you as a son or a daughter. He sees you as a steward of his goods in the earth because you're a generous soul. You're a wise steward. He wants to enable you to have provision so that you can be his conduit to release the love of God and meet people's needs in the earth, that you might be the head and not the tail, that you might be the first and not the last, that you might be the one that is the receiver because you know how to inhale and then you know how to exhale and bless people with the good fragrance of heaven. And he began to show me that the other parties in the transaction with me, what they're going to do with the harvest and the bounty is not what I'll do with it. And when we accept less, it's sometimes not God's highest will because he never says, accept the less, he says, nevertheless, that means it's always the Lord. That's true. Nevertheless, and he does something. When Elijah asked 
The Shulamite woman, what's wrong? She said, nothing is wrong. All is well, and her son was dead. Amen. Do you see what she saw? She said, if I can just get to the man of God, he'll reverse the situation. Amen. He didn't say, what is wrong? Is it all well? 2 Kings 4.23b, she says, all is well. What's your circumstance? Who are you believing the God of the Bible Amen. who turns the Red Sea and the ice blocks on each side and allows you to walk on through and then crushes your enemies and finishes them off. God will confirm the words I wasn't lukewarm. 
I'm not going to come into the kingdom, flip kingdoms, and serve a God with less fury and passion than I serve Father Kia and the devil. The Bible says that you're single-minded will receive double for your trouble. If you're double-minded, you should expect to receive nothing of the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and should respect, expect to receive zero, zilch, nada, naranjas. Zeros con abranza. Nada, nada, empanada. Por seguro. And the person who's single-minded on evil, like I was, Revelation 18 says, that person gets double punishment for their sins. And I got double punishment for being single-minded on the wrong thing. But at least I was hot and passionate. God got a hold of me in a prison cell in response to my mother's prayers in Leavenworth Penitentiary. And I'd be 20 years flat in prison. But God didn't change my DNA. He just changed my focus. And since then, the gospel's gone around the world. Leather-bound Bibles going to prisons. And lives are transformed one Bible at a time through Heart of America Prison Ministries. I got a Bible in a prison cell and I said, God, when I get out, I want to send Bibles to people. And he said, it will begin before then. And then he told me to give my Bible away. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> Then I quoted the verse of scripture that says, the Bible is clear. You got two, give one to the man who has none. I only got one. I ain't giving it up. And the Holy Spirit said, give and more will be provided. I gave my Bible away. And God spoke to somebody who was a former prisoner called Corin on the phone and he said God told me to give David a hundred dollars a month for anything he wants to do with it. Could have bought Zuzus and Wham Whams at the commissary with the money. Instead we bought four leather bound Bibles on a wholesale deal back then. We had them sent into prisoners' hands. And that one Bible became four more Bibles. And then God began to raise up people to send money. And we started doing Bibles to the left and Bibles to the right and Bibles to the front and Bibles to the back. And then Heart of America Prison Ministries was birthed. And now those Bibles from give your Bible away has now become Bibles in prisons in over a thousand facilities across the United States. Choose ye this day whom you'll serve. Your prayers in behalf of your son or daughter who's out there not doing the right thing, you proclaim a thing and God will turn it around. 
he'll get a hold of them. And he'll take their passionate DNA and he'll flip it for the kingdom. You might say they're out there, but at least they're doing it single-mindedly. May God rescue them. In Jesus' name. I want you to call out the name because it was a book of remembrance written as they spoke in Malachi chapter 3. So if you just call out your the name of your children right now that need a visit from God like a Saul on the road to Damascus met Jesus and was knocked off his high horse of pride and blinded by the light. He might have been out killing Christians thinking he was doing God a service, but then when he's flat on his back, blind on a three-day fast, God spoke to Ananias. Go lay hands on Paul that he might receive his sight. I can see Ananias going. I rebuke you, Satan. That Paul's out there killing Christians. I ain't falling for that one. But the same way I said I rebuke you, Satan, I'm not giving my Bible away. God got a hold of Ananias. Ananias and he went and laid hands on Paul and he got his sight. And Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. God wants to do those kinds of miracles in your children's lives. He did it for my mother in response to her prayers. He'll do it for you as a mother. So let's just raise our hand unto the Lord. Father, we just call out the name of Bill and Jim and Sally and whatever that name is. I call out the names of my sons, Austin and Zach. And I declare the word of the Lord comes to pass in their lives. In the year of the open mouth, we declare they're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. We release the angelic assignment of heaven to meet them at their place with dreams and visions, visitations of your presence, divine encounters, street preachers stumbling across something on the internet or SoundCloud or Spotify or iTunes. Or where they're walking, they think they're going to one thing and they show up at a Christian event where the glory of God comes. Or they call out to you on a business deal and they make a vow to you and you answer their prayer and they're changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We bless their passion. We bless their DNA. We bless their gifts and their gift sets. Now we ask that you would move in and shift their heart that their heart might be changed for you in an instant, like it was for Paul on the road to Damascus. He went down the road and he came up changed after three days and wrote two thirds of what we have in the New Testament canon of Scripture today. Jesus, my name. We serve the God who answers by fire. Just for fun, we'll finish the story. We don't want to leave you hanging. But we also didn't want to leave that opportunity and let it go by to step in for prayer. Then the uh, Baal prophet said, serve the God that answers by fire. 
They said, what you say is good. Let's serve the God who answers by fire. So they agreed to the wager. You know, you can challenge people that are in the occult if you got the real thing. If you don't, don't play around. They'll, they'll, they'll clean your clock, they'll eat your lunch. If you're lukewarm. But if you're on fire, go have fun with it. In Miami, 1994-95, I was in a prison there. I've been incarcerated about five years. And there they have Santaria, Pala Manopre. They've got uh, the bad root and the bad, the dark side of Santaria, which the light side is bad too. You know, so you got white witchcraft and black witchcraft. So the Santeros would throw out the like the apple or the orange, and they go into the chow hall, the dining hall, and they get a piece of fruit, and they go throw it by a tree. So I like to kind of mess with those people, which is kind of who I was. Remember, I was passionate for the, the devil. I might as well be passionate for God. So we'd be walking the track, and I'd go over, and I'd be like, hold on. I said, somebody left me an apple. And I'd go pick it up, shine it up, and I'd start eating it. And they'd be like, what are you doing? Those are San Santaria, that's uh, the Santeros. They put throwing them out there. I'm like, well, I don't believe in their God. Amen. Yeah. I said, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> so I had a group of them approach me. And I said, well, let's serve the God who answers by phone. There's a confrontational anointing that's being released into the body of Christ right now. If you pick up that mantle, yeah. you'll be able to confront with authority and power and signs and wonders. Yeah. How many want that confrontational anointing? Just reach up and grab it right now. Sally. I release it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ and by his shed blood. Elemis the sorcerer. Amen. Receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus Christ, with the power of the Spirit Saint. Receive it. Receive it. Gracias. Hoy vive en nosotros vivimos la unción del Espíritu Santo. Anyway, through a series of events. They started getting visitations. They were doing their witchcraft against me, and I had to deal with some spiritual warfare. I won't uh, deny that it wasn't interesting as their demons visited me and tried to choke me around the neck and some other fun midnight, 2, 3 a.m. stuff. They uh, astral projected into myself from another unit. The Holy Spirit would wake me up. I'd be on my bed, and when they'd come through the the door, their astral projection body, I'd be sitting up saying, the Holy Spirit told me you were coming. Are you ready to hear the gospel now? And they'd go flying back through the door. And one by one, they started getting saved. Amen. And then there was a guy, I can't remember his name, but he was the, the Baba Lao that practiced, you know, the dark art. Who's that? He's a bigger guy. And he'd always have like these $500 sweatsuits smuggled in through some guard. And so he'd be like wearing a $500 sweatsuit in prison, right? 
and the word would come over and go, where'd you get that? He'd be like, he'd send a guard, strip him of it. Three hours later, he'd have another one. Like the shift would change, the warden would go home, he'd be at dinner with another one. He just had like these unlimited designer sweatsuits in prison. <laughs> so he was, he was a pretty major player. And he would literally pray to his God over his loads of cocaine. And they would never get busted. People, like the, the, the police couldn't see them. It's like a high level demonic. Anyway, he comes to me one day and he goes, David, I gotta tell you, I respect what you do with those santeros. He says, they operate in that white witchcraft, that low level stuff. He says, me, I operate in the real stuff. I said, really? I said, what are you saying? He goes, nah, you leave me alone, I leave you alone. We're good. <laughs> I said, well, I'm good with that, but wouldn't you really rather switch and get the real God instead of the watered down version you got? He looked at me, but my God is powerful. I said, you're in prison, aren't you? I said there might have been a slip or a loose crack available. He said, why are you here? I said, I got here before I got saved. <laughs> anyway, through a series of events, I ended up praying for him for healing and God. The power of God hit him in his chest, the fire went through him. He got healed and he got born again and he switched on. <laughs> The God who answers by fire. You know what they told me when I got born again? It was kind of funny. Well, baby, you're exuberant. You're zealous for the Lord. You'll calm down after a while. That was 30 years ago. I got worse every year. You think I'm bad? Wait till you read the rest of the story with Elijah. So they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us. They shouted, but there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Hey, biblical example, right? I read the book, applied it, it works. These are prototypes. If God only saves the best wine for the last, we should have a better wine than what's in scriptures. Because it's nevertheless, it's always the more. The scripture ought to be the foundation. Your ceiling and ministry should become the next generation's floor to go to the next level with. If what we see in the book of Acts is good, the first 28 chapters, it doesn't say amen at the end of the 28th chapter. I believe we're in chapter 29. Acts chapter 29, that's you and me. Jesus says, greater works will you do than me because I go to the Father, not my words. 
Jesus' hem of his garment healed the sick, but Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons healed him. Jesus' hem of the garment healed the sick, but Peter's shadow healed the sick. Say upgrade. But there was no response, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the, okay, hold on. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder! Shout louder! Surely he's a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought or busy or traveling and can't respond. You know what the word traveling is in the original Hebrew? He's maybe busy on the toilet relieving himself. Maybe he's busy relieving himself and can't leave the bathroom to respond. <laughs> Biblical foundation. Can I share something with you? Sometimes the anointing in you will annoy other people's demons and that's why they don't like you. If you got a rejection issue, it'll cause you to shut your mouth. But if you've been delivered from rejection because you're accepted in the beloved, you just let that anointing ride. It'll stir it up in them and they'll say all kinds of crazy things about you. And you'll be like, where's your God? Christian cult. I won't name the denomination because it doesn't matter. But I bring him to Mark chapter 16 where it says, these signs will follow them. We believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'll go to them and I'll say, you guys are very well studied in the scriptures and the, and the Greek and the Hebrew. I've got a question. Here in your Bible, that have been added. We won't go there, but just right here, it looks like it's the same. Could you read Mark chapter 16 to me? They would read it, and I'd say, it says these signs will follow those who believe in Jesus. Do those signs follow you? Do you cast out demons? Do you speak with new tongues? Do you lay hands on the sick, and are they recovering? Well, that's not for today, but that's not what the book says. You tell me I'm not a believer because I don't believe your doctrine. I'm telling you, you're not a believer because you don't have the signs and the wonders. Because I serve the God who answers my fire. I speak in tongues, I lay hands on the sick, they recover, and I cast out devils. And then I find one of them with an issue. And I say, can I pray for you in the name of the Jesus of the Bible? And I challenge them. And when I lay hands on the sick, God confirms his words spoken 
in the name of his son Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and the heat goes into their ankle or their shoulder or their heart condition and God heals them instantly and now they're left with an encounter with the risen Savior when they go back to the people that they're under the ministry of deception of and they say I got healed when he prayed for me in the name of Jesus why don't we have these signs and wonders in our denomination They're forever ruined by an encounter with the risen Savior. People need an encounter. And you're the one God's calling to release the encounters. Maybe he is sleeping. And must be awakened, Elijah says. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with sword and spears with their blood sacrifice unto their God, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of evening sacrifice, but there was no response from Baal. No one answered. No one paid attention. Let me tell you what, when you operate in a real thing, you can bind up the enemy from false manifestations, and their God will be silent. And then you can release yours with simply a prayer in the world. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down, Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes, descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seas of seed. He arranged the wood out of the bowl into the pieces and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. They did. He said, do it again. And they did it again. Do it a third time. He ordered and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up all the water out of the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate, prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the 450 prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to Kishon Valley and slaughtered them. Not recommending you do that. But they made it be tried by military tribunals. 
for treason. I declare that word in America. For those that have committed gross treason, let them be tried by military tribunals in this nation and their secret combinations and their secret agreements and their secret sins that have been done behind the scenes be fully exposed in this life that they might repent. Even as I repented for my crimes, in a prison cell. I pray the prayer that my mother prayed for me that they would be judged and redeemed in this life. Some people's sins go before them, other people's follow behind. I pray that they're exposed in this life as I was, that they might repent and be saved. And let the God who answers by fire encounter great manifestation before the people who are in the valley of decision that they might say the Lord Jesus Christ he is God and the God of abortion and human sacrifice and child trafficking and anti-God and anti-Christian and anti-Israel might be caught out journeying and not answer their prayers so that they might experience the God who answers by fire. Who will join me and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us stand. If you want to make a declaration of where you stand with the Lord and you want him to fill your mouth with authority and proclamation and receive Acts 431 fire where they were assembled together in the back room and they said, Lord, you've heard their threatenings. You've heard their, their things that they said. Now we ask that you, by the name of your holy child Jesus, would pour out your spirit that signs and wonders might be done in the name of Jesus. And where they were assembled together, the place was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit of God gave them boldness to speak. There it goes. Jesus, there I release that. Acts 41, 431 fire. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I release it. say these words if you mean it from your heart as for me and my house we will serve the Lord Jesus Christ in the power of his shed blood and the power of the Holy Spirit fill us now with fresh fire and I declare fresh fire throughout this congregation that it just begins as a flashpoint and it begins to burn hotter and hotter in the days ahead.
that you become a Holy Ghost, love-filled, confrontational, power-encounter Christian. So that through demonstration of divine authority, you will uproot the doubter and catapult them through to where they will say, the Lord God, He is the Lord, and we serve Him. For as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Those in agreement said, Amen. Amen.